And this message is going out to everybody out there. Just a reminder to everybody to take care of yourselves and as the CARES Act fundings come out to all families across the Navajo Nation to really be cognizant of the fact that around the Navajo Nation and all the rest of the, the United States of America, COVID-19 numbers are still very high. And we encourage everyone to get their necessities on the Navajo Nation as much as you can stay on the Navajo Nation because people, all the businesses on the Navajo Nation do enforce all the CDC recommendations uh, using sanitizers, checking temperatures, and limiting the amount of people that go into their businesses. And so we just want to remind everyone out there to, to be aware and to be careful and don't risk catching or spreading COVID-19 during these times. So take care of yourselves and take care of your families. Yeah. Thank you. And we want you all to be safe. Take care of yourself. Wear a mask, social distance, wash your hands with soap and water, and stay home as much as you can. We are praying for each and every one of you during these trying times. God bless you, and God bless our great Navajo Nation. Ahiehat. The following program is brought to you by the Navajo Health Command Operations Center. 
working out of the Navajo Department of Health in Winter Rock, Arizona. For more information, call 928-871-7014. Prevent COVID-19 and don't back down. Here is Navajo Nation President Jonathan Nez. I want to say thank you for tuning in. Uh, you know, we are um, looking at better days ahead of us in terms of this uh, pandemic. We have uh, confirmed cases here, 26,448. <laughs> of our Navajo people have uh, overcome the virus, uh, but there some of our people who are in the recovering stage that don't have the virus, that they're not testing positive of the virus. They still, some do have some long-term uh, rehabilitation that they're, they're going through. So our thoughts and prayers go out to them as well as the 922 uh, of our Navajo relatives who lost their, their lives to COVID-19. Uh, we did mask mandates. That's still going on today. You cannot go into a business without wearing a mask. The businesses on the Navajo Nation require you to get a temperature and they also ask you to wash your hands either with soap and water or hand sanitizers and they do social distancing. There's not, there's a protocol of how many individuals are to be in a facility. And so, you know, tell, uh, tell me if, if that's happening off our nation. And I think uh, it's not. Businesses here on the Navajo Nation are taking some, uh, some great measures to protect our health and well-being on the Navajo Nation. So all the businesses throughout the nation. We did speak to uh, Johnny Basha and the Basha family. And we did request to begin uh, to look into uh, curbside orders or curbside deliveries at Bashes. And so we're hopeful that that can be done at our Bashes supermarkets here on the Navajo Nation. And we also thank the Basha family for uh, their work in mitigating the COVID-19 pandemic here on the Navajo Nation. We are finally 
uh, bringing some numbers down. Remember, it's hard to bring the numbers down, especially in a high spike. We had to reinstate the uh, curfew of some. A small portion of our population are still traveling uh, all over the nation. You might have the virus and you don't even know and you're spreading it from family to family. Arizona was at its highest uh, point in COVID positive cases for these past few weeks. Number one in the world, they said, in case daily case counts. Number one in the world. And I appreciate uh, the Navajo people for taking our public health uh, personnel about staying home and not having family gatherings. And I think that is the reason why we really began to start to flatten out. I'm optimistic, but let me just say we cannot let our guards down. Can't. Look at what happened when we got when we um, put our guards down and in, in a big increase in cases. We're not out of this pandemic yet. Of course, yes, there's hope because of a, a vaccine, but we still need to wear masks. We still need to social distance, wash our hands, and stay at home as much as we can. And by the way, throughout the nation, we, we begin to report on individual chapters because the Navajo people at the beginning said, you need to share with us what communities uh, are having high spikes. And so we started doing that from the Navajo Department of Health. So as of um, this week, we have over 75 of 110 chapters that are in the uncontrolled spread, meaning these is high numbers based on per capita within their chapters. You know, if it's a small chapter, let's say a couple of hundred and then five people get the virus, just imagine how the percentage looks in those case, uh, case counts. It'll be high. And then if you have a big chapter like Tuba City or Shiprock, and you have the same five, it might not be such a higher percentage. It all depends on the population of the community in on the Navajo Nation. Yes, you see a downward uh, movement. Uh, we're still getting uh, information from the holidays. Uh, the la we got November data. We got, I'm sorry, now Thanksgiving data, Christmas data. And now we're getting the New Year's Eve, the New Year's Day um, numbers as well. And so be aware of that. And let us continue to stay the course in uh, pushing this virus off our nation. Once we put the shelter in place order and a lockdown in place, you can see the increase, yes, 
on 11.16, but it began to flatten out within seven days and into 14 days. Because that's the length of, you know, the, the virus when you start seeing symptoms. And then once we started uh, the lockdown and, you know, the, the Division of Public Safety and the police officers have done an outstanding job. We only have a little bit over 200 police officers. So many people are wondering where are the police officers. Uh, much of them are in high populated areas. And then once it started flattening out, you can see that Thanksgiving and Christmas occurred. And that's when I'm saying that many of our Navajo people took the words. We were on the radio, we were on social media, talking to people about the need not to social gather this year because of the pandemic. And based on the data that we received, I congratulate the Navajo people for listening and adhering to these protocols from our health care professionals. And as we see going down into December, you see a downward trend. And all the way to the right there, January 14th, we are starting to go downward. So, so let's continue the momentum, ladies and gentlemen. We can bring these numbers down. Yesterday, we had a number, a daily case count of 65. And I think that's one of the lowest in a very long time. 65 cases in 24 hours. Good job. And again, we just had a three-day weekend. Um, I'm hoping that we stay at home during MLK weekend. Um, and we don't want to see the increase again. But usually there will be an increase because of a three-day weekend. We just pray that it's not significant. So we'll be seeing that those numbers in about a week to the week and a half to two weeks uh, from today. It's still going up for the United States. And if you turn on the news, you'll hear about it. And hospitals are being overrun with patients. Um, and that is the fear that we have here on Navajo. But we, we didn't get to that point because of you, because of the Navajo people. Working together, we brought those numbers down. And now we're on a downward trend. Again, 65 cases last evening. Let's keep it up. Let's keep it up, ladies and gentlemen. Hada'inosna. ရှိကြီးတော့ရှင်းတယ်အချက်တင်းဟာဟောဇောဂျီယာအီထာကိုရေးကိုတက်တက်စကစ်ကန်ကန်ကာဟောတာဟောဇောဟောဇောဂျီ
um, as we transition slowly and slowly out of this pandemic, continue to pray for that. We got to reopen government at some point, but we're going to get the data and the information to back us up before we do that. And that's what, how we've been doing this for the past several months. We got doctors, we got epidemiologists, we got uh, folks that are familiar with uh, a pandemic. Um, we surround ourselves with those professionals to help guide us. I know some of us out there are saying another lockdown or uh, another curfew, you know. But let me just say to you, uh, because of these measures, they're very strict. We're, we're able to govern ourselves here on the Navajo Nation because we are a sovereign nation. But I tell you, we, the entire team, the EPI team, the Department of Health team, the leadership, the Navajo Nation Council, 24th Council, everyone, the local chapters, we have some new chapter officials, congratulations to them, work our tails off to help protect our citizens. Of course, it's difficult when citizens don't listen to our recommendations or our protocols. But uh, that's where we need your help, Navajo people, to hold each other accountable. And that's what you've been doing. And you see that in the numbers. But we're not going to take these restrictions off until we see some daily numbers low and then we don't see these high numbers of people losing their lives to COVID-19. Continue to pray for our nation. Continue to pray for the United States government. There's a transition occurring tomorrow with a new president. Of course, we are looking forward to continuing to work with the federal government on all the uh, priorities of the Navajo people, infrastructure, you know, through the CARES Act, we're able to connect people to the electricity, connect people to the water lines, bathroom additions. We also help uh, put up new towers here. Those are permanent infrastructures that will improve the quality of life for through going through this pandemic or any type of virus that may come again. And I know that there are Navajo people that are struggling they're not working. They need help. And so this week, I understand through the Office of the Controller's press release that checks will be issued out in, in phases or waves because we don't want a, a lot of people congregating either at the stores or at the shopping centers. And look at what happened with the stimulus check from the federal government. A couple of weeks ago, there was a mass uh, visitation of stores here on Navajo all at once and then off the Navajo Nation. And I'm sure that there's going to be some increase in cases because of that. But we need to think about our future, be aware of our surroundings, and help each other to, to get through this pandemic. We've done that before. And we're going to do it again with uh, COVID-19. Continue to be strong. Don't get frustrated. Don't let the things happening off our Navajo Nation 
come on to the nation. We have Kehir. We just thank you again for the opportunity to, to serve. It is two years in for this administration, two years ago. And we want us all to begin to unify. And we saw a lot of division throughout this election, but now it is time for us to come together, just like any election, and to move forward for the betterment of our Navajo citizens. And we'll see that transition of power happen tomorrow in United in Washington, D.C. And I ask for all citizens of our great Navajo Nation, there's a lot, there's much more we, we need to do, more water lines, more electricity, more homes. We're going to have a proposal for home manufacturing facilities. We need your help. We need the help of the council. We have two years left. 
And I know we can make some big changes here. Happy 2021. God bless you. And God bless our great Navajo Nation. Thank you so much. New Mexico Department of Health, Dr. Edwards Captain Johnson with the Navajo Area Office. Um, the Kredi vaccine, then Daidas Kidigi, I just want to um, share a webpage. Gacheva Lagana de Ajahadas Siso. Just want to um, inform everyone we do have a Department of Health webpage um, with the vaccine information um, on the Navajo Department of Health. You'll see a COVID 19, and this is the information that we try to update every day. As you know, we have a user population, which we call in um, Indian health service terms, or individuals that utilize the Indian health care system and have a chart and have visited um, an IACSIS or a tribal health organization facility in the last three years or so. So there are numbers out there, and our denominator, like for Navajo Nation, I would say is around 180 thousand or um, and it fluctuates depending on if we're using service unit denominators meaning that individuals that live in Winslow service unit um, Naka we have sacred peaks we have Gallup those are not technically on the Navajo Nation but we will be counting everybody so if you think of uh, maybe in need of over 200,000 vaccines or more, we have not received um, enough. So what distributed means, what distributed to the health facilities through the CDC and the federal government, these are doses for Moderna and Pfizer as well. So just know that if you're looking at which population, of course, there isn't that many uh, vaccines, many doses that we receive, and we've administered around 19,000. And so we're left um, far less than the 26,000. So um, there isn't enough vaccines, but we need to get them out and we need to get them out to individuals that need it. In this report, you'll have a disclaimer that doesn't include you to Navajo Health System, to Hajile, Alamo, and Raymond facilities. We're still gathering information from them. Also, in the phase one or phase two and phase three, um, there's a large phase one um, B that we're still in right now. And those are high-risk patients and those older than 65. So um, I was reading some of the comments. So um, just to think about these drive-throughs, it is our elder campaign week. So if you are Masana or you're Nali Ista, you're Nali Iski or and if they haven't get a shot at the bot, you can get in line and help them to get vaccinated. So that's why there was the push this week for the elder campaigns because they're most at risk. And these ACIP guidelines support who um, would need a vaccine and the healthcare personnel, long-term care facilities are congregate setting. So we definitely needed to get vaccines out there so we can decrease deaths related to COVID-19. So I just want to encourage everyone, if you're getting in line, please um, encourage your elders 
the elders that are in the community to get vaccinated, and especially in the nearest health facility that they live in as well. We don't want to cause commotion by um, moving and across the Navajo Nation just to get vaccinated. So make sure you go to an area where you do have a chart is what we're encouraging everyone to do as well. And then these other priorities will eventually reach the remaining population, but everyone should be um, almost served in 1B, but it's really dependent on vaccine availability, as I mentioned, um, what is available, and also continue to take precautions. So this is just a good um, information for everyone, so please take that into consideration when you're out getting information about the vaccine. Although I just want to do some general messaging regarding the um, making sure we do the daily prevention measures, which is wearing a mask indoors and outdoors. And one thing that we want to emphasize is to wear your mask when you're visiting with individuals outside your household. Maintain um, physical distancing wherever you're at, at work, in grocery store, at the post office, at home, when these people are visiting, even though we don't, we discourage that. But if people do want to drop off things, I mean, just encourage them that they um, maintain their distance and also continue to wash hands with soap and water, especially after if you've come home from doing your errands or any other trips as well, and even at work and following the 22nd rule on that, and also just cleaning high-touch surface areas. Um, These are possibly your keys, your phone, your door handles, your refrigerator handles, remote controls, um, your phone at work, or either your own cell phone, just to make sure you disinfect regularly. And also properly wash your hand as well. Uh, Make sure that you uh, wet your hands completely and also apply, apply enough soap, rub your hands together, and also making sure that you are cleaning in between your hands, um, your palms, on top of your hand, your thumb, and all of those areas is recommended and also making sure you rinse and dry properly. Also continue to be vigilant on what the recommendations are when you're waiting for test results because you're not really sure if you're positive or not. And When you do decide to get tested, it's because you either have been in a close exposure with someone um, that could be um, positive or that has informed you that they are um, possibly positive. And so those are just the precautions. And especially if you have symptoms um, and if you don't have symptoms, you should not go to work, school or anywhere publicly, for example, grocery shopping or doing other things. And that's why we recommend that you have some sort of emergency plan when you really need to complete your um, your 14-day quarantine, if you are um, still waiting um, and monitoring yourself, if you've been in close contact. And also at home, if you do have symptoms, make sure you find a separate room or a separate bathroom to use. Can you continue to wear a cloth mask um, when you're at home and avoid sharing items, also clean and disinfect all areas regularly. Mm-hmm. And also let others know that you have been, um, you possibly might be positive and you're experiencing symptoms. So just as a reminder to everyone um, out there that take the precautions that you need in order to stop the transmission. And, and that really starts with us and understanding our um, ways of trying to Um, just stay home and not go out in public when we feel like um, you could be at risk of transmitting. Um, There is 
Jane here, and I always like to show this. And even though holiday parties are out, you never know. I mean, we were we discourage everyone to not do any gathering, um, any um, gathering of any sort. We did um, we do cluster reporting here with our epidemiology center. Um, one incident that our recent cluster in one of the communities, there was a wedding that occurred not on the reservation but off the reservation, but with many people leaving the reservation to go to this wedding off the reservation and that created a cluster. So just know that, um, let's just say Jane went to this wedding, right? Was exposed at a wedding went on a holiday party. Jane decides to, um, three days later, finally was, um, she learns that she was exposed and self isolates at home after the wedding. Someone tells her that um, someone was positive at the wedding and so she self-isolates, but then tests the next day, but tests negative. And it's all about um, when you develop actual symptoms. So she thinks she's fine. So she um, tests she tests negative um, on the sixth day. The results come back in 48 hours later. And then on day eight, she's like, well, I'm negative. I'm going to go ahead and continue to visit with people, go, continue to shop. Um, continue to visit family members and also has at that time exposed 10 people, even though she's asymptomatic. And then on the 10th day, she develops symptoms and she gets tested again. And now she's positive. So uh, just as a reminder to every, um, everyone um, to take all these precautions, especially when you um, are notified and contact tracers um, do notify you and please cooperate with them because they're trying to mitigate the, um, trans reduce the transmission by informing people that were potentially close contacts. And so um, there is also a definition for close contacts. You could have went to the party, but you dropped off something, you weren't in contact with anybody and you left and you kept your physical distancing, you kept your mask on. And But Jane here at the party might have um, not worn her mask. She um, might have um, been in Live three feet or less and might have been at the wedding for a whole day in an enclosed space. So that really increases the risk for um, COVID, especially if those are all factors when people are not taking precautions. So there's always different scenarios, but this is just one example. Also to continue to pr protect yourself and others in the workplace. And it's always very important not to come to work sick. And I think that when that is one thing it doesn't matter if you work for the Navajo Nation or if you work for a food establishment or a school, um, wherever your place of business is, you really need to protect others and yourself. And that and that first step is if you feel like you have symptoms, you really need to stay home. And then um, not questioning if it's, oh, I thought it was flu or I thought it was some, something else. So um, if you are in the general public or if you're an employee of a company where they're is an exposure. There are several ways to report this. And on the Navajo Department of Health, we have a report exposure button to make sure that you report this exposure so we can ensure that the business is properly um, addressing the exposure or the cluster that could evolve or either preventing other exposures. So just to let everyone know. And also the vaccine is here, as we mentioned. So please be patient as we continue to receive vaccines. Um, get it to thousands across the Navajo Nation will be a challenging process. We encourage everyone to be patient as healthcare workers, first responders, elders, high-risk patients, spiritual leaders, and essential workers receive the vaccine before the general population. 
Remember, it's still important to continue to continue to wear a mask, maintain six feet distance from others, washing your hands and avoiding unnecessary travel as well. And this is the phase 1A process, the 1B process as well. Continue to do that. And also understand that, that we are concentrating on high-risk patients, first responders. Um, there is flexibility because some hospitals and clinics might be different. If you're getting a vaccine at a clinic, they might be further down the list. So that's where you see variability. But this week, we know that we are concentrating on those that are 65 and older. And so the, I want to just let everyone know that the safest place is at home and to continue to stop the spread by staying at home as much as you can. We are still in a shelter in place and we have two additional weekend lockdowns. So please prepare for your essential needs before the end of the week to ensure that you, we reduce any movement on the Navajo Nation. And those are some of our continued mitigation strategies. So um, I just want to thank all the listeners and I'm going to go ahead and um, hand my time over to Dr. Michael Edwards and he's with the New Mexico Department of Health and I'll hand it over to you. Thank you. Thank you, Dr. Jim. I uh, appreciate the opportunity to talk uh, to you all for a few minutes. My laboratory, uh, New Mexico Department of Health Scientific Laboratory, was able to identify and confirm a B117 variant strain. That is the strain that's been associated with with England, and uh, so we we do have a case in New Mexico as was reported, um, and also as was reported, uh, this was associated with travel. This uh, it, it's not believed that uh, this individual picked up this strain in New Mexico, and as far as um, we can tell, there is no associated contacts uh, within the state. Uh, so I, I hope that gives all of you a little bit of uh, uh, comfort. Uh, that being said, you know, I, I think we can expect that they'll continue, we will continue to see additional of these variant strains pop up. It, it is important to note that uh, we, we've seen uh, lots of different strains throughout the course of the pandemic. Uh, the B117 strain is one of many. So, uh, you know, all, what this is, is the virus mutates, and uh, in most cases, it really doesn't matter. That's why there hasn't been much discussion over uh, the past 10 months on different strains. Uh, but we are uh, surveilling the positive uh, COVID samples that, that are coming through the state. And it, it's also important to note that uh, there, there is no evidence that this is causes any difference in infective in, in any difference in severity of the infection. Uh, also, there's no evidence to support that this will have any difference on the vaccines. So, I think all of us can rest assured that uh, it's important that we continue to work with our healthcare providers and getting everyone vaccinated as soon as possible. Additionally, I think uh, it's, it's been hit pretty hard by everybody on the call so far, but the most important thing we can do uh, with this new strain is just continue to do the things that we've heard, uh, washing our hands, social distancing, wearing masks, you know, continuing with all of those important public health practices. And I think it, as long as we continue working as we have been and continuing to be diligent and, you know, staying away from large gatherings, 
we're we're gonna we're gonna continue to dig our, our way out of, of the pandemic. That that's about all I have. Thank you very much. Thank you, Dr. Edwards. Now I'm going to hand it over to Captain Brian Johnson. He's with the Navajo Area Indian Health Service. Thank you, uh, Dr. Jim. Appreciate it. Appreciate the reports. Yeah, from the Navajo Area Indian Health Service, of course, I, I serve as the acting deputy area director for the Navajo Area Indian Health Service. And um, we, we do provide uh, regular reports on this program as, as well as others. And I'll, I'll just provide a, a brief update today. We definitely continue uh, to work with our uh, our partners at the Navajo Nation uh, Health Command Operations Center, as well as with our tribal health organization partners. And I've always tried to uh, make sure that folks um, out there understand and are, are fully aware that, you know, the Navajo Area Indian Health Service is part of a greater health care system here on the Navajo Nation which um, includes both uh, federal uh, healthcare facilities as well as tribally authorized or tribal health organizations. So within the Navajo IHS, in terms of the federally operated facilities, uh, those include uh, Gallup, Indian Medical Center, Chinle, uh, Kayenta, Crown Point, and I'm forgetting one. Uh, but anyway, we have, we have five uh, federal service units uh, that that we uh, continue to operate, and um, we do make sure that we're working with our federal partners on a on a daily basis and sharing information, and, uh, making sure that we're all thinking along the same uh, lines of of communication. So, um, I I left out Shiprock earlier, so that uh, came back to my mind as uh, service unit number five. Um, so. We, what we do know is we continue to monitor uh, hospital bed capacities within our health facilities. And this is not only happening within the, the federal health care facilities, but also within the, uh, the tribal uh, facilities as well. And we share that information uh, on, a, on a daily basis, if not every other day basis, just to make sure that we all have awareness of where we stand with this pandemic and, and how it's impacting our patients uh, here on the Navajo Nation and our, our community members. So we want to make sure that we constantly are watching those uh, numbers to understand um, just, um, you know, how impactful it's being to our facilities. And if we're having to transfer patients uh, out to different locations, um, then, then we do so. But I just want to make sure everyone understands that we do have that awareness at a higher level. Um, we, we continue, no different than what's already been mentioned here on this call, we continue to encourage uh, individuals and families to definitely protect yourself and your, and your family members by continuing to follow the public health orders that are issued here on the Navajo Nation. Those orders do make an impact on the number of cases that we see and uh, we've, we've been able to track that and, and monitor those uh, situations. And so please know that, that anything that you can do to help during this pandemic, we, we do have power in this pandemic to control the number of cases. So um, please follow those public health orders and uh, continue to social distance and follow those public health practices as has been shared here earlier. Um, you know, of course, the big uh, focus of attention at this point in this pandemic is, of course, the vaccine. And, and uh, we know that for the COVID-19 vaccine, there are two 
uh, manufacturers that have been uh, uh, that received emergency use authorization, uh, both Pfizer and Moderna. And we've shared that on multiple occasions that those are the two uh, types of vaccine that are the only approved at this time in terms of emergency use. And uh, there may be uh, future vaccines uh, coming as well, but uh, those have not received emergency use authorization at this point for this particular pandemic. So um, for the for the two vaccines that, that we're talking about, and I'm sure this will probably be hit on a little bit uh, later in this uh, session by uh, Dr. Hammett and, um, and others, but really the vaccine, you know, vaccination is the safest and most effective and most reliable way to keep yourself, your family, and your community healthy and safe from COVID-19. Uh, so um, we make sure that we share that message uh, broadly because we want families and we want everyone to understand that that is the you know, vaccine, the COVID-19 vaccine is the most effective and most reliable way to um, to make sure that we, we put, put a, uh, I guess, an end to this pandemic. We need everyone to understand um, more and more about the vaccine. Uh, there's, there's no reason why um, we shouldn't be you know, having conversations about the safety and effectiveness of the vaccine. We want to make sure that everyone is being as transparent as possible. And we also know that um, the, the current vaccines are around the, in the area of 90% effective and, and, and have actually undergone a tremendous amount of uh, safety testing. So again, um, there's some information, misinformation that you may see out, uh, whether it be on the internet or you, you might hear other local uh, and other venues. But I think it's um, one of the things I wanted to encourage the viewers and listeners uh, today is to make sure that when you're uh, hearing or receiving this information, that you're really getting that from a reputable source, um, whether that be your primary health care provider or whether that be, um, you know, if you're looking at a reputable site, um, perhaps it's John Hopkins on the Internet or perhaps it's Mayo Clinic. Um, you know, reputable sites that can, uh, you, you can have some confidence that the information being shared is accurate. Uh, there's just too much misinformation out there that can be misleading and it's unfair to consumers to um, have to try to sift through that. But unfortunately, that's what we have to do. I um, wanted just to mention real quick, just to give everyone a bird's eye view of, of if we talk about nationally within the Indian Health Service, um, the Indian Health Service at this point nationally has received uh, 290,900 COVID-19 vaccines. So 290,900, just right under 300,000 uh, doses. And um, as, as President Nez mentioned earlier, um, you know, if, if you look across the, um, the United States and you look at local cities or um, uh, regions, oftentimes what you'll see are, um, although, you know, despite the fact that there's been uh, numerous uh, vaccines out there, in terms of actually administering those vaccines, providing shots to the population, the various populations, um, and oftentimes those, um, the, 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 the percentage of administration is in the, is in the range of 30 to 35 percent 
that's pretty common. Uh, we feel very fortunate in the Indian Health Service because there has been a robust uh, response to uh, the COVID-19 vaccine. It's been monitored extremely closely with uh, many of our partners, and we do appreciate everyone that has contributed to this. And again, as President Ness had mentioned earlier, we're very fortunate because our percentage of uh, vaccine administration of the vaccine that we have received is at uh, 77%. And that can fluctuate a little bit. It can go up a little bit, down a little bit, but we're continuing to uh, monitor that. And as you can imagine, when new uh, or additional supplies of vaccine are received, um, that number again uh, will immediately, uh, the percentage will go down, but then we work, we'll work diligently to make sure we get that vaccine out and bring the number back up. So we're, we're wanting to keep that high percentage of vaccine administration as one of our objectives uh, in this pandemic. Uh, just also wanted to mention that, um, you know, Dr. Jim in her session had, had mentioned the uh, Navajo Nation COVID-19 vaccine prioritization. Uh, just to make sure that people have that awareness, <clears throat> this is something that we do work on together with the Navajo Nation. So whether whether we're a federal healthcare facility within the Navajo uh, Nation healthcare system, or if it's a tribal health organization, um, we all are following the vaccine prioritization uh, schedule that uh, the Navajo Nation has uh, developed in, in partnership with many uh, individuals on this session, as well as out there possibly listening. And so um, we are thankful that we have those guiding principles in terms of uh, priorities and making sure that we're taking care of the population in a way that makes uh, the most sense. And so um, it's it's uh, pretty amazing that we've already exceeded, you know, uh, 20,000 uh, 20, uh, vaccinations here on the Navajo Nation. We're very proud of that number. And uh, we're looking to, uh, if, if we get more vaccine, uh, you can bet that we're all working diligently across the healthcare system to get uh, that vaccine out there, to get it administered, to make sure we're taking care of it appropriately. As we know that uh, Pfizer does have temperature um, criteria that we need to make sure that we keep in mind. And so we're, we're always looking out for the safety and making sure that we're handling that appropriately. So um, I'm, I'm just going to end here, but I, I just want to continue to stress that, again, with the public health orders, there is a reason for those uh, here on the Navajo Nation, and we do appreciate that leadership uh, to make sure that uh, we continue to protect the population on Navajo Nation as best we can, and we thank everyone. We know it's been a, a very much a hardship, and, um, and, but, but it's, we're making progress. And uh, if we can just continue to be patient and continue to uh, comply with those public health orders, if we can continue to wash our hands, if we can continue to watch our distances in terms of social distancing and staying, you know, trying to remain six feet from others uh, while we're at the grocery store or other locations where we're required to be around others, and then also continue to wear our face masks. It's, it's just so, so critical. And believe me, I understand the term uh, pandemic fatigue. Uh, all of us are struggling with that. 
And, um, you know, I do recommend when folks can get out and, and take a step outside, maybe exercise uh, during the warmer part of these uh, winter days. I think that's a good stress reliever and it helps uh, get fresh air and get away from others and, and enjoy outdoor air. Um, I, I really do recommend that for folks. And uh, just keep in mind as well that while our cases were, were, were seeing some plateauing effect, we also know that we still have a large, large number of cases here on the Navajo Nation. So again, following those public health orders and following those principles of hand washing, uh, social distancing, and wearing your mask can continue to be critical. We know that we still have a high number of positive cases across the Navajo Nation. So it's important that we not let our guards down at this point. And we, uh, over the last several months, have talked about and it continues to be mentioned, pandemic fatigue. And all of us are experiencing that, whether you're a family um, trying to take, you know, just care of your family members, if you're a healthcare worker, if you're a business person on Navajo Nation, a leader, uh, there's just uh, so much fatigue going on because we've we've been in this now going on a year. And um, we, we realize that, that that's the situation. So we just want to encourage you. Uh, we're, we're seeing some good signs, but we're still in a situation where we have to uh, keep our guard up and protect our loved ones, as well as those that are around us, be it our neighbors, our peers, our coworkers. Uh, we just need to make, make sure that we're taking care of people. And I think that's um, been the reason that we're seeing some of the positive trends that we're seeing. But again, uh, we need more time for this um, for the number of incidents and the number of current cases, hopefully to continue to trend downward. And um, we'll continue to provide these updates as I believe they are helpful for the public to see and hear uh, what's going on. And so with that being said, we still um, have to look at making sure that we're all washing our hands, that we're watching our distance. Nothing has changed uh, with those items washing your hands and watching your distance from each other, and then also wearing face masks. The, these these items are still in effect. They're still impactful to what we're trying to accomplish here on the Navajo Nation. And I just want to thank everyone across the nation because it has been readily apparent that uh, folks have tried their best to comply and tried to uh, work, and, and we really do appreciate the public working with leadership in this way. So thank you to everyone out there. And again, just uh, just take care of your family members, take care of those around you, and uh, wash your hands, watch your distance, and wear a face mask. Thank you very much. The program was brought to you by the Navajo Health Command Operations Center, located in Window Rock, Arizona, working under the Navajo Nation Department of Health. For more information, call 928-871-7014. That's 928-871-7014. Prevent COVID-19. Keep your guard up and don't back down.